0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others, whom he had sent ahead of him in pairs, to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the labors are few so ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest go on your way behold i am sending you like lambs among wolves carry no bag no sack no sandals and greet no one along the way into whatever house you enter first say peace to this household if a peaceful person lives there your peace will rest on him but if not it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink whatever is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, The dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given to you the power to tread upon the serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, as I mentioned earlier, my name is Father Michael Dank, and some people ask me if I like to be called Father Michael or Father Mike, and I always respond that I like to be called Father Michael, and there's only one reason for this. So growing up, uh, my whole family calls me Mike, but they all know me by Mike, but there was always one person in my life that called me Michael, and that was my godmother. From the time that I was born, she always called me Michael. And there was something, I had the best, I have the best godmother in the entire world. She is just the best godmother you could ask for. But not only that, she looks at me as her godson, and she can see no wrong in me. Now I gotta tell you, growing up, I was, so there's six kids in my family, I was the one that always got into trouble. I was always the one that always, always, always ornery and finding myself, you know, in a bad situation. And my parents would be telling my godmother and my godparents about the latest thing that I did or the latest thing that I got into. And my godmother would always stop her and she would say, Oh no, not my Michael. My Michael would never do that. She always saw me with unconditional love. And so I knew whenever she saw me, whenever she called me Michael, I knew that I was loved. And there's something else that she has always loved unconditionally, and that is animals. So from the time that I grew up, she loved animals. And she encouraged that with me, too. So there would be different times where I would have kittens. Sometimes I would have hamsters, and she would get me these huge you know, cages for them, and sometimes parakeets. And she always helped me with animals. I'm working on Father Fred. Father Jeremy and I, father, I want a dog for the rectory, so we're working on that. But I've always, I've always been like her, that I've loved animals. But she has, has a special place in her heart for animals. She just cares for them so much. So she's a teacher. She t- teaches at St. Columkill. And uh, they do vacation Bible school, kind of like our kingdom camp. And so they've been doing that all summer. And during one of the last days of vacation Bible school, somebody dropped off a cardboard box. It was a big, big cardboard box, and they left it in the parking lot. And so the kids went up to the cardboard box to see what it is, and as they looked down in the cardboard box, they saw that it was a bunch of live kittens, tiny kittens. There were like a dozen of them. And uh, so they went over to my godmother and they said, we found this box of kittens, can you come and look at them and figure, help us figure out what to do? And my godmother said, I can't. I can't go over there and look at them, because if I look at them, I'm going to take them. You know, so she wouldn't go look at them. So. All the ki- I don't know who thought this was a good idea, by the way, to drop kittens off for, for all these kids to take, but they did. All the kids began to, to pick out their kittens and take them home, and there was finally one kitten left in the box. And so they came back to my godmother, and they said to her, Marcia, you have to go. There's only one kitten left, and we don't know what we're going to do with this. We all got to go home. So Marcia finally went over. My godmother went over to the box, and she looked down, and she saw a tiny little kitten, and she reached her hands down into the box, and she picked it up, and all of a sudden the kitten kind of nuzzled up to her chest and began to purr and that was it. She was done. Guess where that kitten was going? Home with her, right? So when she held that kitten close to her chest, she just fell in love with it and from that moment it was over. She knew she had to take that kitten home and care for it. So now she has, a, she has another cat in her house. But we hear about this maternal side of God in the first reading. You know, God being this very tender and affectionate mother Oh, that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breasts. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will find comfort in Jerusalem. We hear this very maternal side of God today, this image of God wanting to take us and nuzzle us to her chest to keep us close. And just like my godmother, the moment she saw that kitten, the moment that kitten was brought to her chest, she was finished. It was over. That cat was hers. God is like that with you. Right now, this church is like a cardboard box, and you're in it. And God is looking down at you, and the moment he makes eye contact with you, the moment you look at him, the moment you come close to him, he's through. God can't get enough of you. He's crazy about you. He loves you even more unconditionally than my godmother loved me. You can do no wrong in God's eyes. And the best part is, once God picks you up and pulls you close, he never wants to let you go. And that's what happens in communion. So as we all come forward to the altar today and you receive the body and blood of Christ into you, into your heart, close to you, right then and there, God holds you. Right then and there, you're as close to God as you ever can get on, the, on, on this earth. And the wonderful part is, at that moment, it's over. He loves you. Like we hear in the gospel, your name is written in heaven. You are his child. You're his beloved. He's never going to let you go. And from now on out, you are home.